Hello, my friends. For opening topic, I wanted to pose the question, do you guys have a final destination story? <clears throat> now, what is a final destination story? It's based off the horror movie franchise by that name, where a group of people are supposed to be killed by some type of catastrophic event, like a plane crash, but at the last second, someone makes a decision and saves a bunch of people, like getting off that doomed plane. The person's premonition comes true, the plane crashes, and this group of people have now cheated death. However, you cannot cheat death, so the survivors die in really random freak accidents. Now, obviously, we are all still alive, so what I'm asking for is maybe a close call, and you're, you're still alive by chance. My final destination story is when I used to work for a security company, and I was planning on traveling to the Middle East. Our security product was sold legally in the Middle East, so not to oppressive regimes. Without a ProServe team on the payroll, I was the most senior engineer on staff and most familiar with the product. That meant this Middle Eastern company was going to fly me out there for five days to do a project for them and then head back home. I jumped through all the hoops to get my background check approved, my passport information, get my visa, and the entire process took so long that I actually left the company and joined a new company by the time the company in the Middle East got their act together. That meant they had to go with the next senior most engineer and he ended up going over. He did the job and left without issue, but on his return flight from the Middle East, he transferred in Brussels and he had a layover there for a few hours and this was in 2016. So you may recall that in 2016, there was a series of bombings in Brussels, which killed 35 people, including a pair of massive explosions at the airport there. And as it turns out, my former coworker who went in my place was at the airport at the time of the bombing. Thankfully, he's still alive and well because he was in a completely different part of the airport at the time. But it's just one of those things where it could have definitely been me there when it got bombed. It's something I think about from time to time that if I hadn't taken that new job, what would have happened? What a trip. What a trip, Chris. I can't believe your wife was willing to let you go to the Middle East. Were you married back then? I don't even know. Probably, right? Yeah, I was married and we had a one-year-old or less than a one-year-old at the time. Wow. Hey, Chris, yeah. living life on the edge. <laughs> hey, duty calls, though. Right on. So I, I got one, uh, a little bit darker, unfortunately. So back in the day, I worked at this call center, had all kinds of friends for whatever reason, and uh, went to go pick up a cell phone. I was actually buying my first cell phone that day, and then I was the the mall or the cell phone place was kind of uh, close to this call center. I was like, you know what? It's my day off. I'm going to run in there anyways and say hi to a couple folks. I knew this one one girl, but sometimes she'd ask me to walk her out to her car. Like, whatever. Be happy to do that. So I pull into the uh, the parking garage and I walk into security. And I'm like, I'm chatting with the dude over there. And then all of a sudden, here's some gunshots. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what's going on. So I just bolt right out the front door and I run over there and I, I see the girl that would normally walk out to her car on the ground. And I'm like, what in God's green earth just happened? And uh, so, like, I'm talking to her. I'm like, Jenny, you OK? And like, she's just like got this look. Right. It was pretty. It was it was wild. And uh all of a sudden more people started showing up and this one guy is like, he's like, Oh my God. He's like, he's counting the casings on the ground. He counts off like eight of them. Right. I'm like, Gee, like, you know, what's going on? So anyways, I'm holding her 
And the first uh, phone call I make on my cell phone is 911, try to figure out what the hell to do. And uh, so they're like, hey, you need to like apply uh, pressure to the wound. I'm like, all right, you know, I got this. You know, I'm, I, I see what you're saying, but I'm looking at her. I can't see it. And then I uh, take my hands off for like kind of holding her and like, my hands are all bloody. She's wearing like this dark sweater. So she got shot in the back like eight times. And uh, <sighs> it was it was like it was just like a surreal moment. And then like she you just, I just remember looking to her, looking at her, talking to her and then she's just gone. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then suddenly the cops show up ambulance shows up and i'm just like i just kind of like you know I'm, I'm out i'm just like i don't want to be a part of this anymore so then later on that night find out that uh on the news that she did she she was murdered right and it turns out she was even pregnant and it was her ex-boyfriend at the time uh that wasn't on board with the idea and uh of her and him breaking up and so then he drove off to like an adjacent parking lot and then he committed suicide so it was insane. And it's just crazy to think like, had I gotten there earlier, like what would it, the outcome have been? Would she still be alive? Would I gotten shot? It's just, it's one of those things I play back and uh, you know, it's this, yeah, you just look at it and just wonder like, man, could I have done something differently or would I not even be here had I been there? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's deep. Bring, bring this, the, uh, the show to a screeching halt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh? So it's it was good dark. that you could talk about, about, you, about it now. I'm sure that was yeah. pretty, uh, pretty traumatic. Yeah, mine is like yeah, yeah. <laughs> back ahead, more Rich. along the lines of Louis. A little more lighthearted, um, where where <laughs> nothing terrible happened to anybody that I know. That's so it's hard to follow that one, Brian. That was it was it was hard, hard. So I. I I, I I can think of one now, right? So uh, you're do, take do you remember the two thousand? Uh, yeah, two thousand thirteen um, TSA shooting at LAX. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. That. So that 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 was back then. I was tra- I, I was traveling pretty regularly throughout all of all of California, and my typical my typical run or my typical trip would be I'd leave on Monday Tuesday, come back either Thursday night Friday morning. And I remember it was like that week I was like, ah, you know what? I, I just I can't travel because I, I gotta I gotta stay up, you know, in Northern California. And then I remember seeing the news, the news breakout, uh, you know, I think that Friday morning in 2013, where, you know, that they're they're announcing gunshots at the T- at the TSA counter at the airport in LA. And I went, oh my, that was that could have been me if I was over there. So, you know, I, I, I was like I feel bad for the the victims that hap- that you know that that were shot and killed. Definitely support them, but man, that that's definitely an eye opener as far as you know breaking your routine, making you think and aware of you know what's going around you. So yeah, Do you ever think if the outcome would have been different had you been there, just with your background and what you're capable of? I don't know. I hard to say, right? The guy had an AR. How do you stop an AR when you're sitting there with what luggage? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not like I can go in the airport with a with you know if with any other type of weapon, right? Yeah. So it's I think it's just flee and survive or try and survive at that time. So yeah, well, thank God you're still here. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Or either that, or I think my wife probably would have got triple indemnity, right? So. She would have been three times rich over because a I was on a business trip, mm. and so therefore that paid off like all kinds of ways. <laughs> oh jeez, glass half full, Glenn. Glass yeah. half full. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so 
back in 2016, I was scheduled to go to Turkey for a conference for my old job that I used to work at. This was like right before I moved to our current positions. Um, and there was kind of a lot of unrest going on there at the time. And I was talking with with my wife like, I don't know about this. This one's not the same as like the last trip that I got to take to Barcelona, you know. Uh, and she was kind of pushing me not to go. And I actually brought up what you were just talking about, Glenn. I was like, Hey, look, you know, if I go on, on, on a business trip, I mean, you're going to be pretty well taken care of. She was like, all right, go, 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 go. <laughs> so, <laughs> See you later. See you later. <laughs> but then it turned Don't out the door hit. Yeah. Right. But it was like literally the day before my flight was supposed to take off. They had a military coup and everything was turned upside down and the conference ended up getting canceled but you know more over it was just impossible to fly in or out of the country so people that were there were stuck there for some time and you know luckily you know again if it was like one day earlier one day later that would have been bad news but um hey you know time it worked out Jeez, dude. Could, could you imagine if you had tried to get in and go so what are the chances that I can get there tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my. I don't think I've ever had, I, only one time I've ever flown internationally for work. How about you guys? Obviously, you had a couple opportunities here for both of you. A few times for my last company. Yeah, yeah I went to India for three weeks, Chennai. That's quite an experience. And I stayed in a five-star courtyard Marriott in Chennai. And I was like, wow, that's... I didn't know there was such thing as a five-star courtyard Marriott. But yeah, it was actually really nice. I thought you were going to say it was so, like a two-star Marriott at the airport. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it's the weirdest thing when you travel internationally. For me, it is anyway. When you 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 get driven into the airport grounds or into the hotel grounds, and they open this large gate. Right. And they, they let you in. And while they're letting you in, they're, they've got mirrors on extended poles checking underneath the car for an explosive device. <laughs> right. And so you get checked in and I'm the type of guy who's like, I like to wander. Right. So I, I, I go upstairs. I get dressed. I've been on a 23 hour flight. I just, I want to go do something. I, I don't want to go back to my room and sleep. So I remember going back downstairs and, you know, wearing shorts, flip flops, and I'm going to go for a walk, do something. I need to get out. And they're all staring at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, you sure you want to go out there? <laughs> and I was like, they're like, we don't recommend that. And I was like, did you? So you're saying I shouldn't go? I did. I, I went about two blocks and I realized I need to go back. Yeah, that was, it was a good <laughs> idea. Locals are yeah. right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's good. One thing uh, I I use TripIt for all my my travel. I don't I don't subscribe to the pro version, but I use TripIt, and you you basically forward your confirmation, like your hotel, your car, your your flight, and everything. It plans this nice itinerary for you. One thing they started doing was reporting a nighttime safety score. So I'm scheduled to go on a trip, and I forwarded my hotel confirmation to TripIt, and it says, "Oh, your your hotel has a safety score of 30 out of 100." So you know be on the lookout kind of a thing. So I thought that was a, it's a nice feature. That's something you don't think about when you book a hotel is how safe is it to walk around at night. But I guess, you know, we go for work, we're working, we go back to the room, we sleep, and then we catch the first flight out or, or something. But 
I thought that was a nice feature for for Tripit to have. I I did get mugged in in uh, Mexico once by like a a group of third graders. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a Nike. I was down there with some friends, and I and I, I want do not let me if we ever hang out. Do not let me wander because I just get in all kind of trouble. But <laughs> we were at a, we were at a club, and I wandered out, and I, I ended up in the back alley, and I was approached by like thirty. Third graders, like out of nowhere, and they wanted my Nike necklace. And I was like, "Ha, huh, that's funny, guys." No, and then they just started like climbing on me and reaching for it, and then like, and I was walking away. They all started chasing me. I'm like, "What in the hell is going on?" Anyways, they got a hold of it and took it off my neck, and I was out of there. I was, and I wanted to fight back, but I'm just like, "Man, their dads are probably gonna kill me. I don't know what to do." Like this, yeah. Alcohol, foreign countries, they should not be allowed. It's that age-old question: Would you rather fight one fifth grader or five first graders? I'm, I'm taking that. I the, definitely not the five first graders. When they when they form, it's like uh, Thundercats or not Thundercats. What is that? It's like strength in numbers. Yeah, strength yeah. In numbers. It's like ten third graders or three of their dads, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you wonder. It's like what? So, they, like what were they doing out at like eleven o'clock at night behind a club? Were they waiting for their parents? Like I don't under, like. Were they running a daycare service? I just remember walking in like dos dos equis. That's all I had to say, right? And I just walk around my two beers, having a good time. So anyway, it, it's a miracle. This is in Mex. This is in Mexico. This was in Mexico. Yeah, they were oh, waiting wow. for drunk foreigners to wander into the alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't. They did not care. Yeah. And they. That's what yeah. they do. They, they stick their kids on you first. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, do you guys? Do you guys ever research like the hotel that you're gonna stay at or that you get put up at? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Only, the, yeah. only because of the new company I work at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the only reason why I ask is like, you, you know, the, I think the girl, Elisa Lamb from Canada that ended up staying at the Cecil in LA. And what it was is it was basically a, it was a halfway house yeah. of drag at, drug addicts. And they converted the other half of the hotel to this really nice, you know, awesome hotel. And then... But they shared the same elevator and the same same spaces, right? And she ended up missing. And then they found her body, like, was it a week or a month later Oof. in the water tower? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I sit there. I'm like, uh, I need I need to go find out where I'm staying. <laughs> so That's a, that's a show yeah. on, on Netflix, like a documentary, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Can we talk technology now since that's why people are listening? <laughs> Have a nice day.